I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. And welcome back to Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. And welcome back to Ron Howard Month. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's the appendix. Welcome to a theme yes. month. Yes. This is a another actress-led theme month. This month we are watching films of the actress Kate Blanchett. Australian-born actress, Academy Award winner. Fun fact about Kate Blanchett. She is the first actress to win an Academy Award for playing an Academy Award winner, playing Catherine Hepburn in The Aviator. Wow. That is a little intriguing. But we will not be talking about The Aviator. Instead, well, this week... We're starting off with the 2003 film The Missing. The Missing, directed by Ron Howard, starring Tommy Lee Jones, Kate Blanchett, Evan Rachel Wood, Aaron Eckhart, Val Kilmer... Eric Schwig, and Elizabeth Moss. This is a Western set in New Mexico in 1885. Kate Blanchett is a ranch lady and a healer with two daughters and a live-in handyman slash... Boyfriend. Boyfriend. And her estranged father, who many, many moons ago went out to live with the Indians, shows up needing some medical assistance. She treats him and then shoes him away. And then her uh, ranch hand boyfriend and the girls go out to do some ranching work. And they don't come back, don't come back. And so she goes out the next day to find that her boyfriend has been murdered and trussed up in a rather undignified manner. Her younger daughter has escaped, but the older daughter has been abducted by Indians. They go into town. Sheriff Clint Howard is like, I can't help you, ma'am, but I'll call in the army. And then... She finds her father is locked up as a drunk. Like, you know, he knows all about Indian stuff. My daughter's been kidnapped by Indians. Maybe we can make this work. And they set out to recover the daughter, as well as a number of other girls abducted. Well, they actually just set out to track them as long as it takes to get the army there. Yeah, yeah that's the plan. Yeah. But that didn't work out because the army's heading in the wrong direction, and the other regiment of the army that they encounter is on another mission, and its commanding officer... Val Kilmer, in a glorified cameo, refuses to help out. He's got to escort these uh, refugees. These he said something about they're deporting them. They're deporting these people. And yeah. So the small group head off to uh, try to rescue Evan Rachel Wood, and they meet up with another Indian that Tommy Lee Jones used to know and his son, and they're looking for his abducted bride because these Indians and some disgruntled cavalrymen are abducting women to sell to brothels in Mexico. And so they set out to try to liberate the girls. And that, in essence, is the plot. Yep. And and even then, they're not even setting out to liberate all the girls. Yeah. They just want to at least liberate the yeah, two. Yeah, liberate the two and anybody else they can. Yeah. But the two is the priority. Yeah, and and even then, there's I kind of question that because... Tommy Lee Jones says that he can buy maybe two or three other girls in addition to yeah. his granddaughter. And then when he makes his way into the camp, he says he's there to buy two girls. So it might have been billed as get as many as we can, and all he really cares about is the two. Could be. It's kind of reading between the lines. Yeah. But well, Tommy Lee Jones' he character... He didn't want to push, push it because he knows that his name is what, shit out of luck? His Indian name translates to shit out of luck. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to push it. Yeah. In creative naming rights or whatever, Tommy Lee Jones' character is Sam Jones, ah. who most of the movie is just referred to as Mr. Jones when he's referred to by his English name. 
I mentioned that's interesting because his daughter is is Maggie or Magdalene Gilkison, and that's you know the same name that his her daughters share. And then Aaron Eckhart is Brake Baldwin. Yeah. And we were commenting early on, I was making a joke about Tommy Lee Jones being two-faced, and then we realized, hey, Aaron Eckhart was also two-faced. Everybody in Magdalene's life, all the men are two-faced. Well, it was kind of funny, the timing of how it came up, because you're like, you, Tommy Lee Jones is on screen, and you make some comment about two-faced, and you were kind of proud of yourself, but then the scene changes, and Aaron Eckhart's walking into the room, and I said, so is he. <laughs> <laughs> This was not produced by Janice Films. Okay. I don't get the Some of the jokes are just for me. Okay. Yeah, this is based on a novel written by Thomas Eidson. And it's the screenplay is adopted by someone named Ken Kaufman, who's known for some The Expendables 2, Space Cowboys, and Muppets from Space. So he likes he likes cowboys and space. Those are his preferred subject matters. Evidently. And two of his known four feature Tommy Lee Jones. Oh. So, yeah. This is the second time I've seen the film. I first saw it on, I believe, a blockbuster VHS rental back in around 2004. This came out in December 2003. I didn't remember a ton about it, so I wanted to start off with your thoughts, because you're coming fresh to this. I, I have kind of mixed feelings about this. I, generally, I like Ron Howard. Though, of like the ones we've done on the podcast, I think this is actually probably one of the weaker Ron Howards that yeah. I've seen. It's kind of overstylized pretty heavily. There's parts of the plot that work really well, and then there's elements of it that just didn't land for me. Mm. Kind of the, the thing with Val Kilmer and his group of soldiers and the way he's trying to... Felt shoehorned. Yeah. Not just shoehorned, but... It doesn't connect to the rest of the plot in any way, shape, or form. Like, you know, the way that they're looting the house and things like that. And how he's trying to pretend to follow regulations, but he's not. Yeah. It, it just doesn't connect to the plot anywhere. And I didn't, at the end of the day, I don't understand that at all. And the uh, Brujo guy, the witch, uh-huh. I felt like was overplayed a little. Uh-huh. So it's kind of an interesting mixture of things. It's a. Uh a very conventional western in some ways it's it's really a b western story yeah but then it has this supernatural element that also feels a little forced yeah well um, without getting into the cultural appropriation of Tommy Lee Jones as a quasi native american though if you're going to cast a, a white man as an indian even though he's playing a white man who's kind of culturally an indian but he freaking looks like geronimo like his craggy face yeah it, at first, in the at the beginning of the movie, without the the backstory, it kind of bugged me. It grew on me as the as the story went, and you mm. learn more about him, which I think was the intent. But you know, watching this almost twenty years after it was released, without that explanation, it it, it, it kind of rubs you wrong at the very. There beginning. are certain things that, and that's you know how societies change. There are certain things now that I, I, I you'd do different if you were to make this movie now, though it also is a film that kind of goes out of its way to try to be more politically correct. I mean, it is... It, it, its representation is certainly yeah. better. It is, it is a movie about a bunch of women abducted by Indians, and that, that's a really old-school kind of story element. Yeah. You'll notice that these Indians never touch the girls, yeah. which, which is interesting. It's only the white guys who try to touch yeah. the girls. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. The story has been described as mixing the plots of The Searchers with uh, Dances with Wolves. 
which I think is yeah. a pretty good uh, summation of what this uh, what this thing is. You said that your perception of it was mixed. Did you want to expand on on that? And I, I mean, so we're recording this within minutes of having yeah. finished this. I, it's still kind of marinating a little bit. Yeah. Jumping ahead a little bit, I'm I'm struggling to figure out how I'm going to rank this. Is, uh-huh. is where I'm at. Well, because right now it's number one because it's the only one we've seen this month. I mean, even just ranking well, it for how to rate it. Rate it. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm struggling with how to rate the movie. Because uh-huh. there's parts of it that work. There's parts of it that don't. There's parts of it that's forced. Parts of it that's overstylized. Parts. Of it's it a that, mixed bag. Yeah. It has two faces. Wow. I would say this. You're is, running with that. Huh? I am running with it. <laughs> I would say this is one third a good movie. One third. Two thirds a slower movie. The last. Probably the last... Roughly the last third or a little light. Like, I kind of move it over. So the, the last 5 to 7% ain't great, I, I didn't think. But the th- roughly 33% of the I actually kind of liked writing off with just the women. I kind of liked that. That was fine, but but the, the, the fight at the end and the yeah. way it ended... Uh, and the moment that the the younger sister is like, and Grandpa's going to come and live with us, and you'll see. It's like, oh, you just doomed Grandpa. You Grandpa's know- going to die. At the beginning of the movie, I didn't like Dot, the the one daughter yeah, the who was daughter. played by Jenna Boyd. At first, I didn't care for her, mm-hmm. and then I liked her. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, again, you're like, yeah. you know, she demonstrates for someone that young some some chops. Mm-hmm. But the way the, the the script is written for her and a couple other things, it, it almost in some ways does her a disservice. Other than the fact that she's in this movie with. Great names. What did you think of Evan Rachel Wood? She's Evan Rachel Wood. She is Evan Rachel Wood. I mean, you're, I don't think you're supposed to like her character, especially at the beginning. Uh, well, probably not until the very end of the movie. Yeah, and some some of her 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 with the gun at the end is like, uh, I don't I don't know if I buy this. Well, I mean, you're supposed to gather that she's toughening up through this experience. Uh, so her picking up the gun in that moment, I was actually okay with that. I actually wrote in my notes before that, though, like, Dot, Dot is significantly tougher than Lily. Yeah. It made me nervous when she showed up on screen. I'm like, I don't know, having Rachel Wood in a Western setting? Was like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's all sorts of chaos comes from that. Well, and she's basically trying to get out of the Western setting. She yeah. wants to go, get into the city. She wants to go to the fair with her neighbors. and yeah. That's what she does in Western movies and TV shows. She tries to escape them. These are Westworld jokes. The one series I haven't started yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this movie? You've talked asked me a bunch about mine. What are yeah, your thoughts? As I said, it's 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 about a third a good movie. It is there's just too much slowness and kind of bleakness and I thought that the beginning part of the film was pretty darn weak. It does improve fairly significantly. Again, you got around 30 something percent of the film that's a solid rousing at times. Uh, the score is fine. The Kate Blanchett Tommy Lee Jones relationship is really supposed to be central to the film. It's really kind of the subtext that's supposed to be about these two people reconciling. That doesn't entirely work. Like most everything in the film, it just doesn't entirely work. I, I like certain things. I, I liked when they hooked up with the uh, other Indian that, that knew Tommy Lee Jones. I liked unexpectedly because the Indian doesn't speak English, Tommy Lee Jones speaks Indian. And Kate Blanchett wants to communicate with him, and they've realized that they both speak Spanish. I liked that. It was kind of an unexpected little twist. So they're all talking around So they're all other. speaking, in di- yeah, and, and there's a lot of sub- subtitles in yeah. this film. Which I appreciated. Like, yeah. I thought that, w- that worked out. It was out. fairly authentic. Some of the cinematography was nice. I had a question for you on this. Mm-hmm. 
This movie carries an R rating. All right. Some of it is gratuitous. Okay. Like Aaron Eckhart, you know, when you find his body, yeah. that's gratuitous. Some of the, the deaths they share with, like, the Brujo, some of the stuff he does, it's gratuitous. Mm-hmm. Could you have edited this down to a PG-13, and would that have made it any oh, better? I'm sure the folks at, uh, at Clean Flicks did. This would have been <laughs> primo Clean Flicks era when this thing came out. Yeah, I think you could. Would it have improved the movie, though? I don't know. I don't see... So the gratuitous violence in this, I don't really necessarily see it adding to the film. So I wonder if you edited it down to a PG-13, which would have shortened the run length. Uh, yeah. It's, it's two hours and 17 it's minutes. too long. So if you edit this down to a PG-13 and subsequently decrease the runtime, does it improve the overall movie? Or does is its weaknesses its weaknesses? I, don't I think know. it might. You yep. could make an, an improved edit of this. Yeah. But that's hard to... I, yeah, I think this would have benefited by being tighter. Yeah. And you might even... Uh, I liked the uh, the Clint Howard, Rance Howard scene, but you don't really need that. You, you could edit that out, and you could edit out Val Kilmer's portion. There's a number of things you could do to streamline this, but it, it really should be like an hour and 45 minutes. It, it should not be two hours and 17 minutes. Yeah, this uh, was primarily filmed in New Mexico. That makes um, sense. Have you been to any of those locations? I've never been to New Mexico. At all? Yeah. Interesting. I thought I was going to recognize some, be able to have some of the names stand out, but there's some recognizable sites in New Mexico as you are watching this. Mm. And if you've ever just driven, I've seen several of these sites just driving from here to Dallas. Well, basically from here to Albuquerque. So that stretch, I forget what highway that is that takes you across there, but some of these sites are readily accessible and, and seen readily, so. And most of my vicarious travel in New Mexico has been underground, uh, making a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Budget for this? $60 million. That's a big budget. This was not a success. It made $38.4 million at the box office. It was quite a disappointment, especially for Ron Howard, who generally makes money. Yeah. Its domestic gross was a mere $27 million. Critics were kind of lukewarm on it. It has a 58% rating on the Rotten Tomatoes with a Metacritic score of oh, of 50%. It has a IMDb aggregate score, score of 6.3 stars. Mm-hmm. I did just find an interesting piece of trivia about this okay. that might explain one element of this at least. This is coming from the trivia section of IMDb. Uh-huh. Valve Kilmer, who lives on a nearby New Mexico ranch, agreed to camp to a cameo in this film, secondary to to his work with New Mexico's film investment program. So that's where the Val Kilmer connection in this comes from. Hey Val, can you spare a couple days shooting playing a deeply unlikable man? Yeah, I can do that. Tommy Lee Jones and Eric Schweig learned some Chiricahua Apache for this film. Their instructors were two of the last three remaining fluent speakers. Wow. All of the Native Americans in this film were portrayed by Native Americans. Indeed. That's good. Tommy Lee Jones also portrayed a tracker in The Hunted, which came out the same year, and which also featured Jenna Boyd, who plays his granddaughter in The Missing. Hmm. This is the last Ron Howard film to be scored scored by James Horner. Their Their first collaboration was Cocoon. Scoring this is decent. Uh, it's a decent score. Yeah. There are times in which, to me, it sounded like the Lord of the Rings, but that might be subliminal Kate Blanchettness. 
I didn't catch quite that, but it's the the soundtrack did sound somewhat familiar. We haven't really talked about Kate Blanchett in this. Not yet. What did you think of her performance? She's fine. I liked her character. Mm-hmm. You, she's very believable, mm-hmm. and she carries well the scenes that she's in. She's doing what she can with the material she's been given. Oh, you know what we missed in addition to the two two faces, two stone, Batman. Oh, Batman, Val Kilmer. Oh, that's true. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Director Ron Howard and Val Kilmer had previous work together. Mm-hmm. Do you remember which movie? Willow. Ah, oh, yes. You should remember that one. One of the reasons that attracted Ron Howard to the project was the difficult betri- difficult relationship between the mother and her teenage daughter. This very much mirrored what was going on in Ron Howard's personal life as his own daughter was embarking on teenagerdom and all the parental difficulties that came with that. I don't buy that as much of a motivation. You're lying, IMDb trivia. I mean, I, you could say that's motivation, but how does this help you in any way, yeah. shape, or form? Oh, what did you think of Elizabeth Moss in this? I remember That's one of the few things I remember from watching it the first time, because she was Zoe Bartlett on the West Wing at the time. These were pre-Mad Men days. And I remember, I know who that is, when she came on the screen. Yeah. I did not fully anticipate that moment. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was losing her mind and was going to do something dumb, but I didn't anticipate. Didn't anticipate what she did. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of an interesting little extra bit. Again, it's something you could have potentially trimmed if you were, you know, trying to to make this a sleeker movie. Yeah. Though her scene in the house I thought was string was strong. Mm. Back to Kate Blanchett. Is she the strongest character or strongest actor or character in this movie, do you think? Probably. Or do you think Tommy Lee Jones Tommy is Tommy Lee Jones is good, but, but Tommy Lee Jones feels like that's more familiar territory than, than the part was for Kate Blanchett. There was probably a little more stretching going on for her. Yeah. I felt like her performance is somewhat similar to her performance in Robin Hood with uh, okay, Russell yeah. Crowe. Mm-hmm. But I thought it worked, so... What other thoughts do you have on this movie besides before we rate it? Uh, just that I, it's, it's lackluster. There, there's a reason why I haven't seen it again. There's a reason why this is not a movie that people talk about, that it, it just kind of fell out of the collective memory. I was a little bit surprised that you wanted to do this one this month. You know, as we were picking these out last week, I kind of quickly glanced at it, and I saw that its aggregate score was 6.5 stars. So I was trying to decide whether this was going to be potentially a letdown or if it had something hidden. Well, I figured because it was vaguely remembered and I knew that she was central to it. And when we were looking through the filmography, you know, there's yeah, a does. lot of things she's not, she's in it, but she's not really central to it. And yeah. that was pretty much the reason. And I wanted to watch another Western. Yeah. Oh, and it, I mean, while this isn't a great film, it, it still works. Yeah. So how would you rate the film? It's just, it's, you know, I'm going to give it two. And then probably five. Yeah. I'll go slightly higher than you on it. I'll, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm with you on the two out of four stars. Mm-hmm. But on the ten star scale, I'll, I'll give it six. Yeah. So. It's just there. It's not. It's not. This is not a, currently available to stream on IMDb. Sorry. On Amazon Prime. Available to stream on Amazon Prime. Would you recommend others see it? I actually would not. I don't yeah. think there's really a point. Unless you're a completist for Tommy Lee Jones or Ron Howard. Yeah. 
I don't think I would tell anyone not to watch it if you know if it's on Prime and they have an interest. I would say but, don't bother. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I would actually discourage people from seeing it. Wow. Yeah. Atypical for us. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, I'm Rob. I am Nate. And this is Rob and Nate record a podcast. You can't print a photo up there. I can. They make waveforms. I like waveforms. This isn't good recording. Well, they can't appreciate the waveforms when they're listening. You uh, you ready? I was ready. Okay. Now, welcome back to a new theme month, or excuse me, really, really. Some of these advertisements, though, about uh, I think it was like customized uh, shirts. It was very uh, conservative, I guess you'd say. It was one of those these. If these colors offend you, and I'm like, I want to get one. It's going to say, if these colors offend you, your position might be reasonable. I'd like to know more. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if we ever get to a point where we open a merch shop, we'll have to have one of those shirts in our store. <laughs>